200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. I'm joined today by a dear friend, Dan Marku. Um, Dan and I go back about 11 years, 12 years. Uh, one of the very first writers I brought on at Police One, and a, a, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful trainer who has just yesterday given his very last presentation standing up live in front of human people. But he's going to continue to write. And one of the things that he's most recently written uh, is is an homage, is a revisit, is a um, revamped version, a modern-day version of a classic, Chuck Remsburg's classic, uh, Street Survival. Uh, Dan, take me through a little of the process of how it was that this book came to be and, and the process of re- essentially rewriting one of the Bibles of law enforcement training. Well, I came from an era where cops changed, exchanged tactics, kind of like people exchange recipes. There was really very little formalized training out there. And because I started early in my career, I had a, a knack for defensive tactics, I actually started was asked to train. I didn't plan on it, and the next thing I know, I'm, I'm training cops. Well, tactics, I scampered after, and then all of a sudden, 1980, Chuck Remsburg comes out with his book, Street Survival, that not only helped me tremendously as an instructor, but it clearly saved my life. I had just read it and read the portion of how to prevent a blue-on-blue shooting and found myself on the muzzle end of a police officer's pistol covering a an escaped felon and he thought I was a felon and because I had read what to do in that circumstance just read mm-hmm. it was against my nature to get down on the ground and do what but I did and it saved my life the officer said I almost shot you so the book saved my life and apparently Jim Glennon who uh, who with, teaches with caliber yeah, press and yeah. teaches for caliber press street survival he had been asked so many times for a rewrite. When you're going to update the, this iconic book, and he decided to do it, and then gave me a call because after I retired from law enforcement, <laughs> I continued to train and write for Police One and other well, venues. Let, let's back up too sure. and talk about the other books that you've written because it, you know one of the very first books I read when I started training and beginning the, my my journey in in law enforcement. And, this world was Street Survival, but one of the other first books was um, The Calling, your very first book, and you wrote that for the Academy. Right. I just thought there were so many people getting into law enforcement that didn't have a clue what law enforcement was, and I was teaching Academy after Academy, and I thought if I wrote a book, uh, a bit autobiographical, you know, it's it, yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's got yeah. people in the book that are friends right. of yours that you worked with. It's, and, they're just renamed. And what I did was uh, I said, this is what it looks like to be a cop 
and go from being a rookie to a veteran, and that's what the calling was. I expected to, you know, hand a few out in the academy. The next thing I know, it kind of went worldwide, and people liked it. And a guy called me from Australia. I want to know when the next book was going to be. So I wrote a calling trilogy, the SWAT, Blue Knights, and Black Armor, followed by Nobody's Heroes. And then the people in town said, we got an author. Why doesn't anyone write a, a book about lacrosse so I wrote a Destiny of Heroes which is another characters and after that uh, I just love history so I wrote Law Dogs 30 of the best stories in law enforcement history that I could find from 1824 to uh, current times uh, and I also thanks you Doug I write for Police One uh, it's my first love for uh, online writing I write for several mo- articles a month and then Jim, obviously, we've met being trainers, having a great deal of respect Here at Idlita and other places. Right. And we be- we've already become friends. He gets this idea to, because of so many requests, to rewrite Street Survival, and I get this phone call. He says, hey, Dan, buddy, how would you like to rewrite Street Survival? <laughs> and in one moment I said, how, how, how can I? And then immediately thinking all the officers out there that need a book like I had and I thought how can I not and that was the process it took about a year and a half just shy of a year and a half to write <coughs> edit uh, photograph and all the work that goes into making a book and now it's available and uh, it's preparing officers for the mudroom what yeah. I like to call the mudroom. so room. explain the mud you've preempted my next question <clears throat> explain for the people who are listening what the mudroom is. Well, I, I came up with a term. My wife was, we were visiting someone, and she says, we need to get one of these rooms in our house. And I said, what, the mudroom. I said, what's that? And then she explained, it's a place where you, hey, you're kind of dirty, you wipe your feet. Yeah, you and, take off your boots, you take off your coat. And it seemed to me to be, because of my experiences in the mudroom, it seemed to me to be a good descriptor of what it's like those moments when the fight is undecided you don't know if you're going in the door for life or afterlife but you've got to fight your way in and the mud room is it's dirty sounds are muffled or changed everything changes in the mud room and the only thing you have to get you back to life and not keep you from slipping in the afterlife is the training the sweat you put in before that moment, preparing your skills and your will. And that's what street survival does. It prepares officers, not just in offering skills, but preparing them to have the will to survive. And part of the will to survive is the will to, be, to pay attention on every single stop. Absolutely, it's an inoculation against complacency and I tell people you need to read this book Street Survival 2 you need to read it the first time through highlight what's important what's life saving information for you and then every couple three five years pull that book out and reread the highlights and make sure you are still doing those things if not regenerate your will to survive because part of your will survive the most important part takes place before the fight because almost everyone the book is filled with I've interviewed survivors and winners and 
and I tell their stories to give context to every chapter, but they not only tell their stories, they pause and they tell the readers what they learned the hard way so you can learn it the easy way. And the things they say are so powerful given the context where they learned it. There's messages you can't help but forget because almost every single one of them that survived I, sadly, I can't interview the ones that don't survive. But the ones that do survive, somewhere along the line when I talk to them, and I've said it myself, and then my training kicked in. And they win. And we, we are at ILETA 2019 here in St. Louis, Missouri. We are among the greatest brains, the brightest, uh, and the best in the business of law enforcement training. Um, talk about the importance of... Um, being a, not just being a great trainer, but knowing and knowing how to train d- different folks. D- you, you got different kids coming in. You got different generations. You've got different people. Um, knowing how to affect and and touch them individually. Well, I think I think the thing that's made me. I don't know if I'm a great trainer. People, you say uh, so. Yeah, you are. But the thing that I think that has made me is number one, I always did the job. Mm-hmm. And the, the ones that I initially trained locally, it was important for them to see that I'm 5'9", 165, 172 pounds, and he gets them to jail. He doesn't hurt them, and if they listen to him, he can usually the talks like a professional and convinces people, and if they don't want to go, you know, I, I say courtesy up to impact and beyond. And you don't get the impact, you know, whether it's a hold or something else, as long as you respond, you know, you comply, you know, you, you just show me courtesy. And they see me watch these things. Mm-hmm. They, they watch me do these things. And they say, that guy knows what he's doing. I want to learn that. And then I care about them the officers because I do it out of love and understanding of the job you see I'll tell you this much and I think this is why people like my training not only do I teach them what they need to know but cops are my heroes they've always been my heroes and I tell the people I train this I when I was a little boy they arrived in the nick of time and I I don't know how old I was but I said "Ooh, ah I want to be one of them and I've always never felt like I was a cop. I always felt like I'm that little boy and my heroes let me hang with them. And what was great about law enforcement officers is I, people who read my writings say I kind of got them up on a pedestal, don't you? I say they belong there. Yeah, exactly. And they I do. worked with them, and I write for them, and I train for them, and I've never found a reason to take American police officers and Canadian police officers down off that pedestal. Hmm. Some don't belong in uniform, but the the profession, it does. And I think people know the passion. I give them something. I have the ability to give them something they can need and they will use. And I teach it to the point where they learn it and, and made sure in the people I trained that the training was repetition, repetition, repetition. Mm-hmm. And it was real, and it was recent. Okay. 
and you don't have the, those three, three things going into the mudroom with you, well, you just got to make sure you have it. And then, this is what you got to do. Sometime your department doesn't have the money or the energy to give you what you need. You got to do it. Brothers and sisters, you got to do it on your own time, on your own dime, because it's your life we're talking about, and you're responsible for your own survival because no one loves you like you and your family. So do it. Always prepare yourself for the mudroom. You know, it's, I always say police work is a contact sport, but it's not a sport. There's no second-place trophy. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, your boat is ahead of you. You know, your competition is coming. And unlike the pros, it's not going to be scheduled. An agent's gonna, not going to call you and say it's going to be Friday night. It's going to be when you least expect it. So you always got to be ready for it. Um, I want to thank you, <clears throat> first and foremost, for your time today. Um, well, first and foremost, for your friendship, um, for, for, for being one of my, my best friends in law enforcement. Um, for your writing, you're an amazing writer. Uh, tell me a little, just quickly plug where you, you can get the book. It's probably on Amazon. It, it, it's on Barnes & Noble. It's at Street Survival. You can go to the, the best place is uh, Caliber Press. Mm-hmm. Go to their website. It's there. You punch in Street Survival on, on Google, Lieutenant Dan Marku or Lieutenant Jim Glennon, and you'll get a link. It's also available on Amazon in Kindle. Uh, we are in the process. I'm preparing a resource guide. I've done with a PowerPoint, but that's going to be available very shortly for colleges, for oh. criminal justice programs. And uh, we're working on a, an audio version of it as well, so cops can plug it in while they're driving around in a squad car mm. and uh, re-inoculate themselves against complacency. Dan, my brother, I really appreciate you. Appreciate your time today and everything that you've done. You are officially, and I'm finger quotes in the air now, retired from being up in front uh, at the podium and doing the classroom stuff, but you're going to continue to write, and that's a true gift to law enforcement. And I tell you what, Doug, thanks, brother, for helping to keep the walls bare. Keep fighting the good fight. Thanks, brother, man. Doug Wiley, Police One.